0: Can hey, y'all hear? lots of hearts and likes um, I know most people use Facebook as a personal thing but as business owners we have to fight very hard against the Facebook algorithm or they would um, limit how many people actually get to see our stuff so please 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 share 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 and send up likes lots of hearts and likes Hello, hello, please type your name in, let me know if you're watching the live, type live if you're watching it live, type replay if you happen to be coaching the replay, either way, let me know that you're here, I don't know, unless you tell me, make sure you give StreamYard permission to post your comments, I definitely want to see your comments here, how y'all doing, come on in, come on in. We're about to start. Super excited. Mm-mm-mm. Won't you come in? Come join me in the Queen dome We are entering into the throne room very shortly. Come and join me. Mm-mm. I had to turn off my ambiance really quick. All right, let's jump into this. Here we go. Olá Coach K Beautiful here. I'm super excited. This is my fourth episode. It's the first episode of the year, however. So I'm super excited to be back in front of my queens doing my podcast. We are going to actually end my series on the real beautiful and actually teaching y'all how I got through this whole healing process before we jump into exactly what that Queendom Come podcast is going to be. I first had to like give you guys all of the tea. Okay. So as always, always we're gonna start with the one-word check-in please let me know how your week is going with just one word you can type it in the comments if you're watching live make sure you type in live if you're watching a replay make sure you type in a replay I always go back and I always respond to comments so please still type in please share you I got going on let me see what's up in the comments. Love you, Sean. I love you, Bill. Hey, Jazzy, watching live from the two one five. Thank you, Jazzy, for joining. You know the word that I have is prideful. I was. I just had a week of very very proud moments. Monday was my son's thirteenth birthday i have a 13 year old okay um i i just love the little human being that me and my husband have raised like he's pretty am- amazing um so i absolutely love him to death also <clears throat> i lost 10 pounds like i'm sticking with the fact that i lost 10 pounds and i haven't gained weight and i'm losing what you can't tell me nothing so um i'm really proud about that <laughs> Hey, hey, Kyla. Hey, Ebony. Um, we got a teacher here. <laughs> your, your week was a teacher. That's real. I do not miss teaching. I know my students would really hate to hear that. I do not. Kudos to you. I love you to death. You hold that down for us all. Hey, Wani. Um, <clears throat> Ebony says my week was gravy, like great eating gravy. Don't you just love some rich savory gravy. Is that how your week was? I'm feeling you, Annette. Um, oh, thank you. AJ is amazing. He's an amazing human being. What else was I proud of? <clears throat> My Philly sissy, trees She was brave enough to do her first um, TikTok video for her business, and it was lit and hilarious. I got to witness that. I was very proud of her. Just real proud moments this week. Really, really feeling it. What else we got? Hey, girl, hey, hey. Thank y'all, thank y'all. Keep putting in your uh one-word, week <clears throat> uh, moments. Let me get some agua, hold up. Uh-uh. Mm. Ah, thank you, Jesus, for the living water. Okay, so, speaking of cups, make sure you grab your Hello Beautiful mugs or your favorite drink of delight, your HB bottle. I'm drinking out of a straw tonight so I don't mess up my lipstick. Cause my mommy taught me to be prissy, not petty, you know, and we're going to enter into the throne room. You can always or- order all of my hello beautiful products at hello <clears throat> I just want to let you guys know that I use small businesses, right? They use all of the money that they have, especially something like mine where I do workshops and one-on-one coaching. It goes right back into my business. It goes right back directly into helping women as a life coach into helping moms and daughters as a relationship coach. So you're just not helping yourself with getting laced up with HB products. You know what I'm saying? You're actually helping other women as well. So make sure you check that out. Okay. So let me get my life. This is episode four of The Real Beautiful Part Three, and that is the audacity to embrace one's flaws. So all series, what I've been doing is breaking down this definition that I came up with for beautiful, and it came in three parts. It was one, first, the act of knowing one's worth. Second was the ability to heal from one's hurts. And the third thing that I came to realize in this quest of what does it really mean to be beautiful? What does it mean to be whole? What does it mean to be healed? is having the audacity to embrace one's flaws. Okay, now we're going to break it down, break it on down, break it on down, right? So the audacity child. The audacity, that's one of my favorite words. I think of Obama all the time with the audacity of hope and how that was so contradictory and so strong. Um, but the teacher and me does have to break this down for y'all. So audacity by definition means the boldness or daring, especially with confident or arrogant disregard for personal safety, conventional thought. Or other restrictions. This is literally being brave enough to face the ugly truth about yourself outside of the realms of other conventional thoughts of what people think and restrictions that the world has placed on you and that you have placed on yourself. And like always, y'all already know I'm gonna break it down, break it down, break it down, right? <clears throat> So a flaw is a feature that mars the perfection of something. So y'all already know me. I am not talking about something that is superficial. Y'all know I make up my own definitions for things. Um, so the flaws that I'm talking about are not physical flaws at all. Um, and this word in this definition of perfection, I cannot stand because nothing in this world is perfect. Nothing in this world is perfect. Remember I said that. Um, so what I learned is that chasing this perfection, chasing to be perfect, ended up with revealing to me that chasing perfection is the birth of procrastination and procrastination is the death of purpose um i me and one of my my philly sister was talking this week and we was like what are character flaws like and i asked her like what do you think my character flaws is she said too she said procrastination and you spoiled (laughs) where's the lie Where's the lie? Like, that is very true. Um, And that was my life. I procrastinated so much in my life chasing perfection. I wanted things to be so perfect. And until they were then, then I wouldn't step into my purpose. Oh, I can't do it now because, you know, this isn't lined up. Or no... I didn't do things the traditional way people aren't really looking at me that way I'm not really qualified I'm not perfect yet so I would procrastinate on doing things procrastinate on being obedient and that was the death of purpose so in this definition of something that's flawed I want to say that it's something that what can I say it makes a mar It mars your purpose. As I took a deep look at the things that have marred my purpose, my flaws, F-L-A-W-S, went from being superficial, meaningless things to deeply rooted purpose killers that I needed to heal from. I'm going to let y'all marinate on that real quick as you read that again. I'm going to jump in my comments and see what y'all got going on. Yes, define for yourself. You know that's how I am. Yes. Jazzy, you had a stressful week. No. I'm sorry, boo. Well, it's Friday night. I hope you could put your feet up and just chill with me for a little bit, boo. Let's do this. All right, y'all. So, y'all already know. Let's break it down. So for me, since we're not talking about these superficial type of flaws, then I had to break it on down and really uh, show you guys or come up with, what's up with my mouse, exactly what flaws were for me. Hold on, let me get my mouse together. Come on, devil, you a liar. You is a lie and the truth ain't in you. Okay, here we go. Okay. So for flaws, the F for me stood for failures. Listen, I had a lot of failures in my life. Um, It took me 13 years to complete my degree. That was one failure that really weighed down on me because I honestly felt like I wasn't qualified for the dreams that I had. My dreams were really, really big, but I felt like my qualifications were very small I did things backwards. From the jump, I told y'all I'm a rebel pastor's kid. I'm a rebel PK. It's a label I wear very proudly now because I understand through my rebellion and all my detours, God was still leading me to my purpose and rebellion, you know, rebels changed the world. So I know what he had called me to do, but I still felt like I did things backwards by doing it my way. For example, um, because it took me 13 years to get my degree, I had friends who were already in their careers. I had one particular friend who was in the marketing field. That was something I honestly, it was everything. Look, matter of fact, I don't even know why this is out, but like fashion merchandising, fashion marketing was my thing. Like This is what I wanted to be in, and she was actually in the marketing field. And I would constantly ask her um, what positions were open, what things were open, and her question will always be, "Did you get your degree yet? Did you get this?" And I always felt, and she's never judgmental, but I always felt like I just wasn't good enough for the opportunities that I wanted. And I feel like I did things backwards. I got married at twenty-two. I had my son by the time I was twenty-three. All of my friends, what it turned out to be is they had their careers and they are now still searching for the love of their life. They are now just trying to see if they want to start a family. Um, and I couldn't see that this quote unquote failure that this label that I have placed on myself was Just that something I placed on myself. One, God qualifies me um, because of the anointing that he has on me, because of my gifts and my talents. I'm already qualified. I don't need a piece of paper. I got that piece of paper for other people to feel like I'm qualified. It had to come from something very internal and also my successes in life. People were chasing to get. Um, yes, I got married at 22, but I have a wonderful marriage. What I have learned is that it's a very rare marriage. You know, um, I have many friends who may have been long uh, married longer than me, may have got married even younger than me, and um, they have different challenges than we have. And I just thank God of the rare type of love that we have for one another. So I had to redefine what these failures are i had to face it smack in my face and realize that um this is a label that i put there so my question to you is what is an area in your life that you are considering as a failure what have you been mentally blocking yourself from because you still label that as a failure in your life and while you take some time to put that in the comments um, I'm gonna move on, because I know it takes some time, but here is what I did discover. that my failures may have been detours, but they still led to my purpose. Every single mistake, that I have ever made still led me to my purpose because that's how God works. Um, He can take anything that you do. And me being very, very rebellious, I was gonna do things my way, honey. And um, every single thing still led to the place I am right now. So that's a great way to look at these things that are failures, Um, they're detours. And it's up to you to get back on the right track. and to redefine your success. Let me jump to the comments. Let me see what I got. Amen, God qualifies us. So why do we strip it away, child? I don't know, because we human and we stay messing up. Um, Not owning owning a home yet. Ebony, you better preach here because everyone has that quote unquote, American dream, right? To have something that is yours. Trust me, I know in the past two years, well it's 2021, so now it's three years. So Going on back 2018 to 2020, I moved four times in two years. So I was feeling very guilty and feeling like a failure, especially with my friends. You know, they got mortgages. They have these beautiful homes. Um, But it's not my time yet. And I have to relabel my success because, honey, this house that I'm in right now, I rent. It is the best house I've ever been in. It's a complete blessing. And I ain't going nowhere until I'm ready to get my own and build it even better than this, right? So, yes, I completely understand. I understand that, you know, feeling like not getting a home right now is a failure. But that's a label that you put there and look around you and look at the blessing that you have now for sure. Yes, on a detour to the house God has made for me. Yes, honey, see, you got it. You know how to relabel it, honey. All right, so we're moving on to my next flaw that I discovered is lies, honey, lies. (sighs) Loyalty to the lies that I created, the lies and narratives that I created in my life, To live with my trauma. I know that's 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 big. But literally one flaw that L is being loyal to the lies that you created to cover your trauma. And when I say cover, I don't necessarily want to say that you just tried to um, sweep it under the rug. Because literally, if it's very traumatic, you are trying to just live. It is a coping mechanism. But let me tell you something about these lies that we create, these narratives that we create to cover the trauma and not really inspect it. We do sweep it under the rug. And let me tell you something, honey. I've been saying this to my clients a lot. Here's the thing with sweeping something under the rug. All right. I have a new kitten. I got her during Rona. And I know when my kitten has found something to play with. Because as I walk on my rug, on my path, I'm stumbling and stumping my toe on something that's underneath it, right? How do I know something is underneath the rug? Because I walk this path over and over, day by day. So I know what it feels like. So whenever there's something under it, there, there's a lump. The problem with sweeping things under the rug is, honey, you know it's still there. You know your rug is lumpy and at some point you have to really stop the lying to yourself, pull the rug back and sweep it out and say this is dust, this is sexual abuse, this is regular abuse. Um, This was a heartbreak I never got over. Um, This is uh, something that I really messed up on and I need to atone for it. Listen, I can go down a whole long list of what those lies are that we tell ourselves and label differently and sweep up under the rug. So my question to you is, what lies have you been loyal to? What lies have you created? What narrative have you created over your life and placed a label on that you're still lying to yourself about? It's a flaw and you got to face it. You have to embrace it by facing it. Let me jump over to the comments. Mm, in God's time, at one point, my failed engagement. Yeah, the heartbreak of it. The promises that you feel like was supposed to be there, feeling like a failure because you see other people getting married. I can definitely see that as a failure. Thank you for sharing Um, for sure. But look at the success of it. I know your story personally. You got your true love right now, honey. So I completely understand how that can be uh um labeled as a failure. But what about these lies, y'all? What are some of the lies that you've been loyal to, loyal to? And as y'all type that in, I'm gonna move on to the next one. All right, give me one second. Let me zoom this on back on out. Uh, hold on there we go okay the next flaw is abortions now before y'all try to screenshot this and try to send it to my parents like I had an abortion or something that is not what I'm talking about here Okay, Um, I personally have not had an abortion and I would never judge anyone that has had to make that very impossible decision. I just want to put that disclaimer there. However, I had been carrying around things that I knew was dead. I carried around so many things that I knew was dead. The purpose of it, the future of it was dead and I still would not let go of it. For years, I carried around dead dreams. For years, I carried around dead promises, just being completely illusional to the fact that I can still keep it alive, to the fact that I can still do it, to the fact that this has to be what God has for me, clinging on to it. So in essence, a flaw of holding on to these abortions in my life that I already knew. What are some things in your life that you have, that you know they've been aborted, but you are still carrying them around? I definitely want to check my comments to see what we got going on. You know, the mouse and technology is really trying not to let me be great. Like, you can't stop me. Let's see. Come on now. You know, technology is so smart that it's dumb. I just don't understand. <sighs> We're gonna take a pause. See, this is this would be seen as a flaw or a failure. I would label this and if this was before, I would be wanting to cry, but, uh, that's just not how I'm made up anymore. All right, let's see if I can get up to the top here. There we go alright we're gonna minimize this just bear with me as I talk this through in life there we go all right so my comments there we go mmm that I am all brains and that beauty ain't for me I'm the smart girl not the beautiful girl someone else said I'm a perfectionist oh yes definitely um As I said, perfection is definitely will always be the death to purpose. Perfection will always lead to procrastination and procrastination is the death of purpose. And Ebony, you said that you're all you're the smart girl, but never the beautiful girl. And that's a lie that you labeled and placed on yourself. Um, And first of all, you're absolutely beautiful inside and out. And um, that's what society did to us as well. That it's as if you couldn't have both. You always see the what they labeled as beautiful, blonde, blue-eyed, but then they always made her ditzy, right? It's like we can't be both. And then we don't even want to put on that what black beauty looks like to us in regards to complete gorgeousness compared to other people, right? Um, so I completely agree with that. I have something here. Someone said dead opinions from others. Shell. What people think of you is none of your business. That's something I definitely had to learn. And um, someone else said carrying and replaying all the insensitive negative comments from people. So y'all are both on the same track there. That literally we have been carrying around. What other people said, for me, that was church hurt for me. For me, that was you know the things that were done to me, the people that did things to me, their opinions, their, their labels, their constant judgment. I carried around those things for years. And child, they was dead. They was dead and rotting. And I, it, was as, it was as if it still affected me. Um, and I had to let it go. I had to let those things that I knew were dead, I had to let them be dead and let them completely go. Thank you all so much for sharing. So we are moving on. Uh, Let me hide those for you. So now the next one, don't judge me. I know exactly how it reads. I used to be an English teacher, but our next one with flaws is reckless. (laughs) Um, The flaw that I had of being a complete wreck and Why I say reckless is because I was completely reckless with my gifts. Um, So here's what I had to say. It really took my girlfriends, a weekend with my girlfriends, to show me that I had been completely reckless. Uh, Let me share it. Um, I went to New Orleans with three of my girlfriends, my girlfriend Kyla, Chantel, and Davina. They will be my road dogs forever because ain't no trip like going on a trip with them. You want to talk about the vibe, the peacefulness, Um, just chill. It was so good and really good for the soul. So we happened to be in the hotel and one of my friends got a really scary call that there was an emergency happening back home and like it had to be a decision made like is she gonna fly back home? So as I'm hearing it unfold, I'm like, oh, okay, well let's pray. And I said it so nonchalantly like, oh yeah, there's an issue. We're gonna pray. Like it's nothing, right? So we come together, we hold hands, um, I take a deep breath, I pray, and I'm like, all right, y'all, let me go to my room real quick. I forgot my phone. And I leave to go out to my room. And when I come back, I come back to them talking about me. Now, I don't mean that they were talking about me like some ratchet, like stabbing behind the back. I don't got those type of friends. And just want to put this out here. If you still have friends in your circle that talk about you, you got the wrong circle. Come on, let's just be real. It's time to get some real friends, right? Some real friends that would tell you you've been reckless. Let me tell you how. So I walk back into the room and I walk back to my girlfriend, Kyla, saying, yeah, she's a pastor's daughter. So now my ears are perked up like, oh, Lord, what is this? My friend Chantel turns to me and said, what are you doing? Do you realize how anointed you are? Yo, we didn't know you can pray like that. You were praying and I got goosebumps all over me like we were in church or something. Like, I never knew that you were that anointed. Like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, hold up, wait. We're in New Orleans. I'm trying to have a good time. I don't want to hear this speech right now. I've heard this speech my whole life. I've been prophesied over from the time I was very little, you're going to be this amazing anointing of God. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear that right now they were not letting up on me they had to let me know that basically i'm gifted i have this anointing and what in the world am i doing so i left them i went to my room and i had this serious moment with god because at this point it's me and nobody else right? At this point, my gifts and my talents, I've been the one reckless with it. Because from the time I was younger, people will tell me that. However, I took it as y'all know who my daddy is, y'all know who my mommy is, y'all just saying that on the mic so that they can be pleased. Then when I got older and I moved to Philly, this random prophet from New York, he says the same thing. But I'm like, yeah, I believe you. There's no way you kind of would have known. However, after a few years passed by, I'm like, uh, that's just something that he says to everyone. But when your friends, the people that love you, don't even know something about you as important as how anointed you are. At that point, I had been hiding that from them, even from the people that I love, even from the people that I trust. So my question to you is, what gifts and talents have you been reckless with? What have you been reckless living a wreck because you're not living in it and you're being reckless with it because you know exactly what you're supposed to do, but you haven't been doing it? I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that real quick, put it on the comments and so forth. Thank God for girlfriends that tell you like it is because that's exactly what I needed from them. It really started me. Um, On this path of really embracing things that I have been doing wrong in my life for sure Mm, mm, mm. Get money go ahead put it on in the comments What are some gifts and talents that you've been reckless with go put it on there? Let me click here. Hey family. Hey Mm, mm, mm. Yes we can have both we can define both for ourselves yes we can i have some new comments here let me see if they'll pop one on i think facebook live is trying to do me wrong tonight i don't see them i have a notification for it but i don't see it that's okay let me check my phone real quick let me see if i can see it there nope i think facebook live is trying to do me wrong tonight i don't see it's all right I will get to them. I promise we'll figure it out. Let me move on. All right. Last but not least with my reckless, and I know this is going to cause some people to be like, huh, what? But the S in our flaws is for sin. It's for sin. And um, let me tell you. My perception of sin for a very long time was that long list of do's and do nots that get drilled into so many church kids, right? For years, for years, that is literally what I thought it meant to sin, I mean, um, you know, don't have sex before married and um, obey your parents and don't get tattoos or don't do this. And just this long list of don'ts that so many people labeled as sin. But here's what I realized. Sin is anything that you do that focuses on you rather than focuses on God. And here's the proof that I had for that, right? Um, There's a saying that says the greatest gift that the devil, well, the greatest trick the devil did was to convince the world that he wasn't real. Yes, that is the greatest gift. However, let me tell you his other trick. His other trick is to try to convince you that sin is things that you're not supposed to do rather than sin being focusing on you than on God. Let me explain. Let's talk about the first original sin. Let's bring it all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? Everyone wants to talk about the fact that he presented the fruit to Eve and was like, oh, he said, don't eat it. No, 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 you can eat it. But here's what really happened. What he said was, you won't die. You will become like God and you will have the knowledge of good and evil. You Constantly placing you having all the power, you having all the knowledge, you having all the wisdom, not God, you. So when this revelation really came to me, it was kind of like, yo, anything that I have placed as myself, as being the one, myself, it's my life, so I'm making my decisions, it's my life, so I'm doing it this way, has always, always led me away from my purpose. However, when I was obedient and I did things God way, I was more in line with my purpose. So for me, that S of the sin of constantly it being in my face that it's me, 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 me. That was a sin. That was a distraction from my purpose. So I know the word sin makes people cringe like it's as if that long list of don'ts. But in reality, what it is, is anything that separates you from God. Anything that brings your focus toward yourself instead of toward God. So with that being said, what are some sins that you have focused on for yourself, but not on God? What relationships have you placed before God? What opportunities and things that you just gotta go after? What money? What friendships, what material things have you placed in front of God? Because in reality, whether you like the word or not, it's the devil convincing you that it's you, 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 instead of having you focus on God. And that's about as real as I'm going to get. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth for real. Right. So for me really looking at the things that I completely distracted myself from my purpose, it it really became a sin to me. You know what? And here's another thing. There are some of us that are calling and what God needs you to do is so strong. You don't got time to be distracted. You don't have time to be out in the world sinning. As in focusing on yourself rather than focusing on God and what his assignment is for you. Because your obedience to what God has is directly tied to the obedience and the purpose of others. So the more that you slack, the more that you sin, the more that you're distracted, not only are you messing up yourself, you're messing up all the people tied to you too. Oh yes, I'm trying to get to the comments and it's still not loading. I don't know why. And it looks like y'all going in. I have 10 new comments. You know what? Someone that's watching that has my um, phone number, text me some of these comments here so that I can read. The last comment that I see is from Ebony that says we can have both. We can define both by ourselves. So if there's more there, you can screenshot it. Send it to me. Let me make sure I'm talking back to y'all for sure. I don't want to be just talking to myself. All right. I'm going to move on while I wait for that to happen. All right, so after sin, and after coming face to face with um, those type of flaws, I realized, well, if it's sinning, then the first thing that I have to do is ask for forgiveness, right? So now we're about to jump into the embracing parts of these flaws, right? For flaws, for this, the F equals forgive. I had to definitely ask God to uh, forgive me. Forgive me for living in sin. Forgive me for only focusing on myself and not on him. I then had to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for things that I felt like were failures. I had to forgive myself for being loyal to lies. I had to forgive myself for the abortions that I had with carrying around dead things that I knew were dead. I had to forgive myself for being straight up wreckless, just being a hot reckless mess. And I had to forgive myself for sinning, for spending so many years focused on me running away from my gifts, running away from my talents and not on God. And then I had to forgive others. And I'm sorry, but that's the hardest one. Because I had to forgive people that weren't even sorry. I had to forgive people without feeling like they, did, they, they didn't get to atone for what they did to me. Because as humans, we're built to want to know the why and get the answer for it. But the truth is, in order to really become this beautiful, this wholeness, this thing that's healed, and the healing process is a lifelong process, and this forgiveness part is very hard. But in order to really get there, I had to forgive them without getting that sorry. I had to forgive them without ever knowing why they did these things to me. Um, I had to forgive them sometimes without even closure, just you know, pour the gasoline and light the match and let it burn. Um, So my question for you is what are some things that you had to forgive? What are some things that you are now willing and now that you see that you have to forgive for yourself? What are some things that you have to ask God for forgiveness for? And yes, we're moving on to L. L for this is love because if I ask God for forgiveness and now I have forgiven myself, what's the next thing that I have to do for myself? Baby, I got to love myself. I have to know thy worth. That's why when I first created Beautiful Incorporated, that's when I figured this all out, that my motto would be know thy worth. That I am worthy with all of my flaws to be loved, to walk in my purpose, to live my best life according to God's will. That is what Know Thy Worth is all about, loving all of my hidden parts, all of my flaws. When I did that internally, because we are talking about beautiful here, and even though it's my own definition, let's talk about the superficial part of it. When I did that internally, I started to love myself externally. Now, please understand, my friends will tell you I'm probably one of the most confident people that they know. It was never about how I looked or my body. I don't care if I'm 100 pounds heavier than the last time you saw me in person. Honey, I was beautiful, and I strut around like I am. But there was one part of me that I didn't love, and that was my hair. And in this whole highlight with this um, Gorilla Girl, gorilla, Gorilla Glue Girl, I apologize. I don't remember her name. I know it's something brown. However, it really highlighted for me the lengths that we go through with our hair. And for me growing up, I always hated my hair. My mom, bless her heart, she was not a hairdresser. Mommy didn't know how to braid. Mommy didn't know how to do anything with our hair. But one thing she knew how to do is to save our edges, honey. And how did she decide to save our edges was to roll our BDBs. Child, we would be walking around looking like Serena and Venus Williams. And y'all know exactly what I mean, okay? Um, It was a hot mess. So I never had that silky curly bouncy hair was always very kinky. So when I decided to go natural, I think it was about 2012, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I've I've gone through this. You know, I'm I'm who, who knows how old I was at that time. Probably like 28 or something. Like I'm a grown woman. Like I can go I can go natural. Child, you never saw my hair ever. I wore wigs constantly. My husband complained all the time. You know, went natural and you never got your natural hair out. Um, <clears throat> and it was in 2015, the first time I was ever hospitalized with um, my asthma. I'm in the hospital, y'all, dying. And I have on the Nebulizer mask, I have oxygen on. And the nurses are in there and I am so worried that my head wrap was going to come off and they was going to see the dookie braids I had in my hair. I'm literally dying. And I'm more concerned with, oh, my God, my top is slipping. And when these women left the room, I really had to have an evaluation with myself, like, what are you doing, child? And I took that. Matter of fact, I'm not sure if it was this or it was my husband's red shirt. I got, I got scarves for years, honey. But um, I remember taking it and literally flinging it across the room like I'm sitting here suffering. And instead, I'm so concerned with these white nurses and doctors would think about my dookie braids in my hair. That was the first epiphany really for me. About two weeks later, I shaved my hair, my sides and my back. My husband absolutely hated it. I absolutely loved it, honey. It was the most freeing I ever was. But it wasn't until I made the last stepping stones and really embracing all of these FLAWSs that I became so in tune with myself and loving my hair that I locked my hair. And honey, you can't tell me nothing now. My locks are past my shoulders. I tell my girlfriends all the time, when my locks come down to my butt, I'm going to be a problem. The people standing behind me in line, I'm going to fling it. Please watch your face. I'm going to be a problem. I love my hair. And I think it took all of these embracing of everything internal to get that last piece of superficial, uh, you know, the, the outer Confidence and love that I needed for myself with my locks. I'm not telling you that after you heal, go lock your hair. Don't even try to say that's what Coach K Beautiful said. But I am saying it's the best decision I ever made. And it kind of shows the healing process that I was in. What's something that, what are some hidden parts that you love about yourself? What are some hidden parts that you need to love about yourself? Um, And what are some things that you don't love that you feel like you need help with? I got you on that too. Last but not least, we are almost ending with our flaws is the A, accountable. Mm, accountable. Um, let's break it on down, break it on down, break it on down. So to embrace, to embrace your flaws means to take or receive gladly or eagerly and accept willingly. So when it comes to accountability, in order to embrace your flaws, it means that you have to accept them. You have to take accountability for them. The greatest thing I have ever heard from Will Smith was saying that the people that hurt you, it is their fault, but it is your responsibility to heal. That blew me away. I say that to my clients now. That's actually part of the healing process. It's the fact that in order to embrace these flaws, I literally had to face them. I had to accept them and I had to hold myself accountable for the things that I had did, the choices that I made. I tell my students all the time, you're free to choose, but you are not free from the consequences of your decisions. So all of the choices, all of the flaws, all of the things that I did, all the running away, all the sinning of looking at me and not at God, these are all things that I had to hold myself accountable for in order to get to a place of healing, in order to get to that beautiful, that wholeness, that walking in my purpose. And speaking of walking, our W under this is to walk. And for me, I mean that literally and figuratively. For me, the W of walk physically was because y'all know how this story started. I had to walk from my house to the subway. And it was a three to five minute walk. And that physical walk, that time I spent reflecting, that time I spent talking to y'all and telling y'all what was placed on my heart. Changed my life. And in essence, that physical walking became figuratively walking in my purpose. Um, And it goes as I'm learning, hand in hand. I, I proudly say this all the time. My sister is a licensed therapist. And, you know, her specialty is healing through movement. There is something healing about breathing, there is something healing about moving your body. And for me, that walk to embrace the walk, to embrace the path that I had in front of me, the mistakes, the detours. Um, It really helped me to walk into my purpose. What are some physical things that you can do? What is your figuratively walk? What are some things that you can do to get you in that mental healing place so that you can walk into your purpose? And last but not least, I think I said last but not least during the A, that was a whole lie, I'm sorry, y'all. Last but not least in flaws is to surrender. This word surrender has plagued me my whole life. <laughs> um, Growing up in the church, you know, that song, I Surrender All, we could sing it, but you really don't know what it means to really surrender. I've said it a billion times. Lord, I surrender to you. Lord, just take it. Jesus, take the wheel. I don't know what I'm doing. Just take it. Um, but it wasn't until recently, especially working with my millennial ministry with my church. First of all, we are the bomb.com. So anytime you see me post our Bible study, you need to hop on because we're lit. It's so good. But either way, um what I learned with this word surrender is that, you know, ultimately embracing these flaws means being brave enough to surrender your free will to Christ. Surrendering is surrendering your free will. And being like, you know what, Jesus, I really trust you. I trust the direction that you have for my life. And I'd rather you drive than me because I've been driving for a very long time and I'm reckless. I've been driving for a very long time and I don't hold myself accountable. I abort things and carry it around. Lord, I trust your driving because I've been driving for such a long time that I don't truly love myself, that I have truly been loyal to lies that I created for myself. And Lord, I completely trust you to drive and take control of my life. I surrender it all to you because you've forgiven me a million and one times and I need to learn how to forgive myself. And Lord, I have failed so many times. I have so many things that I've labeled as a failure and you still decide to use me. You still decide to take that detour and push me toward my purpose. But just don't take my word for it we can go right to the good book and find out for ourselves, what does the Bible say about surrendering? Romans 12, two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. They always start this off by saying that flaws is a mar in perfection. So that means even by this definition, even by this scripture, when we look at ourselves, we know that we're not perfect. But remember, I started this by saying that nothing in this world is perfect. However, God and his will for your life is perfect. And if you surrender to him, if you don't conform to the world, if you don't listen to the devil and only focus on yourself, then you will have a complete renewal of your mind, your mental thoughts, your mental processes. Um, You can start to test things and discern it and be like, "Mm, that ain't about God. I ain't with it. Right. And you will know what is good. You will know what is acceptable and you will know what is perfect for your life. So if you feel like you are struggling with embracing your flaws or you want to discover exactly what God given purpose is for your life please reach out to me. You can go to www.hellobeautiful.info. I have many links that you can work on me with. It is always a first complimentary session. I am so sorry for all of the technical difficulties I had tonight. Let me look over here. I have 12 new comments and I cannot read them. I am so mad. So sorry, guys. I don't know what is happening. I cannot read them, but I promise I will go inside and text back to you and chat with you. But I definitely just want to reiterate, Um, I am opening up my calendar for March for people to be on the podcast, just like I just did. I literally, for four episodes straight, walked you through my whole queendom. I'm pretty sure y'all know more about me than people that are close to me. I laid it all out there. Well, what thy queendom come is, is each episode I bring on another queen and she shares her queendom. She talks about her struggles through this life, how it affected her daughterhood, her womanhood, her motherhood, and um, how she got to a place of healing or how she's trying to still get there. So if you feel like you want to be a guest on the show, you can always go to my website as well and sign up to be a guest on my podcast. Starting in March, we will be having our first guest. I hope that you guys will join me. I love you guys to death. Thank you for sticking through. Please share, share, share. Remember, you are the connection to someone else's healing just by sharing. If this was wonderful to you, if you really resonated, please share. Send up lots of hearts, lots of likes so that we can beat the Facebook algorithm for sure. Um, Also, I just want to reiterate that you can always work with me. If you want one-on-one coaching, if you are struggling in your motherhood and in your womanhood from things that you know that you've been carrying from your daughterhood, I am here to guide you to a place of healing. Use the techniques and the things that I've learned with God as my guide, and I'll be more than willing to work with you. So please visit me at www. Hello beautiful dot info. I love you guys to pieces. Until we meet again, smoochies. Bye.